get my notes out. I was trying to get this done on my tablet, but my tablet didn't want to come on this morning, so I had to write everything out. But God is good. Uh, man, it's been a tough weekend. I was working all day yesterday in my backyard. My backyard is huge. I hired someone to chop while I do some chopping and also stake out some coordinates for my trees. But while doing that, uh, coming every, like every two hours I come in and change shirt because I'm soaking wet back and forth. So I did that about four shirts I changed yesterday. But when I, when I heard that this Sunday is my one, I said, man, Lord, what are we going to teach? What are you going to show me? So the first thing that came to pop up in my head like that was seeds. So I went to research in the Bible where it speaks about seeds. And there's two places that are main focus when it comes to talk about seeds. But before we go there, look to your neighbor and tell them, I'm glad you're here and I appreciate you. Hey, Woody, I'm glad you're here. Appreciate you. All right, so before we say, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time, Father God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit that lies within us, Father God. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds. As we receive from you, Father God, let it be your word, Father God, that will come to fruition, Father God. So, Lord, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. So, I will share today what God has laid on my heart. <clears throat> and I want you to look, I already did that, right? But in each and every one of us, there's a seed. You heard about the parable of the sower who sows the seed, which is God. And you have heard about the weeds among the wheat, right? The good seed and the bad seed. And that's, in, that's found in Matthew 13. From 1 to 30, you can get all of those in it, right? And I went through that. And I was, as I was pondering on it, it talks about the four types of soil. It talks about the Lord allowing the good seed and the bad seed to grow together, right? So it talks about when we started and the end times. But the word seed has a different meaning because all of us have a garden and all of us have a seed. And that seed is either a talent or a gift or something that God has placed in you for you to nourish it and to bring it to fruition so that others in this world can see it. All right? So one talk about the soil and a different situation that causes us to depart from God's word or God's plan. The other one talks about the enemy when it comes against God's seed, right? The enemy. So God allowed them to grow together. A lot of things that we go through, whether good or bad, God allowed them to happen because he has the plan for it at the end, right? So with the, with the weed among the wheat, the reason, and most of our farmers here, they do it. If they see weed among their, their crops, they don't take it out because you can affect the roots of the crops. 
So they leave it so it can grow when the times of harvest, then we separate them. What is not good goes into the furnace, right? and what is good goes into the barn house. So God uses this parable to share his word, and only those who tune into him will hear and see and feel his ways. Miss Lisa always used to ask, are you hearing Love FM right now? Remember right, miss? Are you hearing it right now? But it's on. Right? We're not hearing because we're not tuning to it. Are you hearing God? If not, then probably you're not tuning to God. So we've got to turn our little buttons, raise up the volume, and turn it to where God's frequency is on your heart. So these parables are earthly stories with heavenly meanings. They help us understand the kingdom of God and how to walk in humility. Now, this is a hard one, to walk in humility. Because a lot of things come in place when we think it's us. It's our time. Even though I said it's my Sunday, it's not my Sunday. It's just me to share God's word, right? But as we go along, there's a seed in your heart that God planted way back when, before you were even created. In your mother's womb, he created that. Because when he said in Genesis, let us create man in our own image, he had a plan. Even though the devil stepped in and deviated, he still had a plan because he sent the ultimate seed. And the ultimate seed is Jesus. He sent that seed because that was the only way that we could have gotten back with him in alignment to what he has called us to do. So everyone has a seed that God has planted in your garden, your heart. It may be a gift, a talent, a need to be cultivated to produce fruit. Have any one of you guys planted a mango tree and reaped oranges from it? You miss? Right? So we cannot plant a certain seed and reap a different fruit. The fruit proves that the tree was a mango tree, or a lime tree, or a custard apple tree. But in that journey, for that seed to demonstrate what it is, it must be cultivated. How do we cultivate it? We add nutrients, fertilizer, sunlight, water, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and warm temperature. But you know, for it to germinate, it only needs three things. Water, oxygen, and a warm temperature. There's no soil required to germinate. So when God placed the seed in our heart, there was no photosynthesis for humans, right? Because photosynthesis, oxygen allows us to breathe. All right? So when we go, when you plant the seed in the soil, there's no photosynthesis, there's no sunlight needed because it's covered. When God planted the seed in our heart, it is covered. When it comes, when we start getting nourishment from our parents, from God's word, through that whole stage, 
the water is working, the oxygen is working, and the temperature is working to develop us to where we need to be. All right? The problem is that we want quick response, we want quick fruit, right? And also, we forget the times that, hey, the seed must die. In order for the seed to bear fruit, it must die. I was, this morning, I got my, some of my information this morning. The seed has four parts. I can't remember all of them, I know it has four. I know this is a science lesson also, right? But the hard shell must be destroyed for the dicotyledon and the next two things to work. Two of them function as, a, as photosynthesis while the leaf develops and becomes a little bit mature, all right? So when we, when God plants the seed and our parents nourish it, it starts developing. We start seeing our character, all right? What God has blessed us with. We start speaking the word. So when you come to places like this, and this was, this was what blew my mind this morning. You say when you have a gift or the seed, you have to share what the seed's gonna do. And that's what you call networking because everyone in here has a seed. That means everyone has a gift that can help you. And I heard this from Miles Monroe. I love some of his teaching, and I, and I watch them when I have the time. He said, when you can't meet your need, you plant a seed. And he, he usually tells it to finances. He said, when he was attending school, he didn't have the money for what he needed to pay. So he used that money, and he sowed a seed. A month later, he had twice the amount that he needed. So when you are in need, go plant a seed. And the seed doesn't have to be financing. It can be spending time with someone. It can be providing a meal for someone, providing shelter for someone, providing whatever that person needs. Because at that moment, your needs cannot be met, but you can meet someone else's needs. All right? So in our seed, Lies your future, lies your gift, lies your purpose, lies your legacy. How many of us want to create a legacy to leave behind? Because it's not what you put in, you know. It's what you get out when you leave, what your kids get out. What your generation to come gets out of it. Because in every seed, there's a forest and there's more seeds. So from one seed, which is the one in your heart, four or five generations can be fed by that one seed. Remember the blessings? Just like the curse goes from three to four generations. So we have to be cognizant and aware that the seed that God has planted in our hearts can go far, far beyond the life that you have. So, and that used to puzzle me. When they say generations after generation can be cursed from one generation. 
I used to ask God, God, why is that? I only live in one. I cannot live in the next two or three generations. But the things you suffer with right now, if you don't fix it, will affect your kids and your grandkids. So the seed that is in our heart, God has purposely placed it there for us to create fruits, good fruits, right? We don't want bad fruit. The bad fruit is thrown into the furnace. But for every seed, there's a harvest. A lot of us like to harvest, but we don't want to work and plant the seed. And I'm going to say something. I hope I don't get any, I hope I don't offend anyone. But before I reach there, when God gives us a seed and asks us to nourish it, he is saying, let's co-labor. Come and work with me. Come and see what the plans I have for you and work together on that plan. So that when we do the harvest, much will be benefited from the harvest than yourself. And when we do, when we do acknowledge that God planted that seed, we will understand that whatever comes from it, it's for the glory of God. Right? So we want to harvest. So in order to harvest, we must plant the seed. We must develop the seed. We must add all the things that it needs to grow. And we must understand that it needs to die before it starts growing. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 9. And it reads, it says, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servant through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each, has, each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So even though we have the seed, only God decided what to happen to it. Only he can decide. We can nourish it. But you know, we have bad nourishment, right? We have good nourishment and we have bad nourishment. Example, you know Coke bad for you, but it tastes nice. But you still drink it because your body needs liquid, right? So you take the Coke as a natural liquid, which is water. But it's not. Food, the type of food we eat. The type of oils we use in our body. All of those play a factor in it. The type of people we hang around with. The type of people we allow to speak into our lives. I used to always, my wife and I, when we talk about marriage and what's not. You know some of the, some of the biggest people that give you advice are not in your situation and have never been in your situation. For example, a single woman is giving a married woman advice. How does that work? Right? A person who has never had children is telling you how to raise your children. 
And a man who has never owned a farm is telling you how to plant cane. So those are the things that we need to be aware of. So when you network, you know who to go to. You know who not to go to. If I want to, plant, if I want to cut a tree, dung, right? I won't go ask Mr. Charlie. He will tell me, find someone else. I would go to Miss Alicia, husband, because he's a lumberjack. Matter of fact, he's a jack of all trade. Right? And if I want to learn how to plant, I go to Mr. Norman. If I want to build my body, I go to Woody. And if I want to learn how to sing, I go to Kat or Jamion. Right? So when we network, we know what people are strong in. We know their seed. And we can help them by we can help them cultivate that seed. But at the end of the day, we are from we are speaking to their lives. But God will allow what we are speaking into for them to observe the things they need. Only what they need. Because sometimes we might say everything and half of it now got no warranty. Right? Philippians 1.6. I'm all over the place, so bear with me. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out unto the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So the only reason that your seed won't come to fruition will be because of you. It won't be because of God. Because he is always speaking, so you need to tune in. He is always cultivating, so you need to go there. He is always doing what he needs to do. But we need to put in our pound. That's why he calls us to co-labor with him. And if we don't want to co-labor, then we cannot expect the prize to be grand. In our heart, in our seed that God has sown in our hearts, we create a legacy within it to live for a generation. I said that before, right? The Bible also says that the Father creates a wealth for generations to come. He creates a wealth for my grandkids, not for my son, for my children of my son. You know, and this is not a sexist or feminist or whatever people may think, but men are the seed carriers. Men are the seed carriers. Women are the nurturers of the seed. And we cannot intertwine that, we cannot interchange that. God created it that way. But in all of these, Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, but we're going to use the latter part of the 28. It says here in verse 28, 
That verse 26 starts about how God created mankind in his own image, right? But 28 says, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. With your seed, your talent, your gift, your blessings. The Lord is telling you what to do with it. Be fruitful with it. I know a lot of people like to, like to connect this with children, right? But it's not about children. If it was about children, trust me, I would have at least 12. But it's not about children. Even though you can see the connection. But be fruitful. Multiply. That's where the networking comes in. You will team up with people with your same gift, a close to it, that can help you to mold it, to make it better, so that when it's time to release, God will just open the gates for you to release. Increase in numbers, setting up churches, planting a new church, planting a new business. Every seed that you have in your heart, because even though God plant one seed, there are many benefits of one seed. There are many veins. Right? So when you make that connection with people through networking, that increases your numbers. And then you fill the earth and subdue it. But how many of us believe that what we have in us is worth taking out. You have seen the last five to ten years is becoming very popular. The killing of man seed. Through a seed, the cure for AIDS can come. Through a seed, all the cures for the different diseases we face can come. But what, are the, what is the world doing? Trying to kill the seed. It has been happening from in Jesus, before Jesus was born. They were trying to kill him. He is the seed, the ultimate seed. In today's society, abortion. It's not a baby anymore. It's a thing. It's not a fetus anymore. All kind of inform, all kind of names for it. But those are the seeds that God has planted here. But we, as humans, think we have the ultimate say. Remember, God created it before we created it. He just came through us. We are the portals where, the man is the portal where the seed comes. And it's planted in the woman's womb, where it develops. So when we kill those seeds, we're killing a miracle that can change the world. And whatever seed you have in your heart, the world is waiting for it. You have to cultivate it. Here's the nutrients. The nutrients is in here. Here's the strength and the networking. We are the strength and the networking. Hey, Elsie. Elsie wants to jump into our generation one time. So let's be mindful and creative. with our seed. Because when God has placed something in our hearts, all we can deviate from it. And I go a little bit deeper where 
Sometimes we ask for things. Lord, can I have some money? What does he give you? He gives you a plan to generate money. Lord, can I have some bread? He gives you a plan to bake bread. Lord, can I have some vegetables? He gives you a plan to plant and reap vegetables. But what do we want? We want everything quick fix. Everything, well, my dad used to say this, anything that comes quick goes quicker. So the harvest takes time. The harvest takes time. And we must, and I say this because I believe in it, we must teach people how to fish, not to give them a fish. When you teach them, it's a lifelong lesson. When you give them, it's a handout lesson. What do you learn from handout? Nothing much. Nothing much from handout. But you get a lot of complaints, right? When you don't give them the second time, or the third time, or the fourth time. So as we go to Psalms 127, It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builder labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are the heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. The Lord is telling us everything what we will get when we work on the seed. We cannot work on the seed by itself. We need the Lord to work on the seed because the nutrients come from his word. You go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly, will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That is where the networking is the sharing of information. If you see your brother or sister needs help, sometimes don't wait until they come and ask. Because you're seeing it. God will not show you something if he didn't want you to see it. And while you're seeing it, Try to help. So whatever God has started, he will finish. And whatever you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. The Father unto number 11, same Second Corinthians chapter 9, say, Now he supplies seeds to the sower, and bread for food will also supply and increase your store, of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So, there's a starting part when he planted the seed and he's telling you the, the benefits of going through the process for the seed. At the end, 
it gives him thanksgiving. Queens. So how many of you guys, you don't have to raise your hand, acknowledge you have a seed. How many of you want to work on that seed? How many of you want to network with that seed and co-labor with God? So, as I was saying earlier, when you nourish the seed, the nourishment is within the environment that you live. The people that speaks into your life. The people that guides you and is willing on our own and are willing to correct you when you mess up. The hardest thing to do is to correct somebody you don't know, you know. And the harder thing to do is for one of your friends to correct you and you accept it. Because the first thing comes to mind, is that my friend? Does he really love me? Why is he being so cruel to me? It's not cruel, it's tough love. It's tough love. And every seed, every seed needs tough love. All right? Because the tough love develops you for the longer run. And my last verse here, I hope not. Proverbs 22, 6. It says, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That is how the seed trickles down. I train my son, my son train his son, and so forth as we go along. I train my daughter, my daughter does the same for her daughters, and so we go, off, go along. Because we change generation from the first one. My parents didn't bring me into this what I have now, but all my kids are in this now. So I have done one thing that I have asked the Lord for time to do, is to change my generation so that it can honor him as they go along. Now, it's, not, it's no longer in my ballpark, it's in my son's lap now. Like all of us here, the young or the youths now, they have it in their lap. They have to continue to change it and progress more for the kingdom of God to come here on earth, to experience that here on earth. So let's polish our gifts and our talents. Let's cultivate it and others around us, allow them to cultivate it so that we can produce the fruit so that the world may know that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God lives in you. Because they are, like I said, they are good fruits and they are bad fruits. People will encourage you to do foolishness. And there will, people, there will be people to encourage you to do the best thing. Alright? So when you... When you go home this evening or after lunch, sit with God, ask him questions. Lord, 
what seed have you planted in me that you want me to bring to fruition? What seed have you planted in me that you want my generations to come to receive it? What seed in me you have planted that will become my legacy? What seed in me that will be my business? What seed in me that will be for your kingdom? And what seed in me I can use right now to expand your kingdom? And you have heard me saying seeds, right? Because when you go buy seed, you never buy one. You buy an ounce or a pong. Right, Miss Alicia? You not buy one seed, right? And even with one seed that you plant, I guarantee you'll get back 30. The other day I went to my neighbor and I saw his nice um, okra tree. I asked him, I told him, we were talking, I said, I had an okra tree, I don't know where it came from. But the okras were red about this long. So, and they were hard. So I told my boy, say he has, I said, can I get some? So he sent for me, about two of them this long. And out of one of them, I got at least 30 seeds. So when I say seeds, they're coming. It's not only one God has planted in you, but he has different veins that those seeds will connect to different people that he brings in your path. So let's work on our seeds. And together we can build the kingdom of God. Amen. We go to one more verse. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Says, but the seed on good soil stand for those with a noble and good heart. Who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. I'll read it again. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So there are conditions in that last verse that I read. Good soil must be, in, must be within it. A noble and good heart. So you know that the heart needs to be fixed if it's not in right condition or right alignment with God. You have to hear the word. That's three things so far. You have to hear the word. I know when your parents speak to you, you hear it, I go through you. Right? You have to retain it. That means you have to study it. And by persevering, enduring through the process, what will you reap? The crops. Right? And this last piece is what I love about it because it takes me back to my favorite verse. Galatians 6, 9. Never give up in doing good. For in due season, you reap your benefits if you faint not. Right? If you don't give up along that journey, you will receive your award or reward or benefits or produce. 
But you cannot give up along the process. If you give up, like my dad used to say, if you give up, you lose. Everything takes time. If it doesn't take time, it's not good. You cannot force stripe or mafak. You can, but it tastes bad. Have you ever eaten a force ripe mango? It tastes bad, right? You don't get the, the juiciness and the sweetness in it. But if you're, if you're willing to go through the process, take your time, observe what God is giving you all in nutrients, fill yourself, surround yourself with more nutrients from others who are of the same liking, and reach out to others who need your help. Like I said, when you have a need and you cannot meet your need, what do we do? What do we do? We plant a seed. So once you can't meet your need, you can meet somebody else's need. And that will be the seed that will be planted. So I thank you for listening to this short message. I hope it was impactful. For me it is because I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm planting, but too much rain. And I guess sometimes I want to give up on all, but like I told Mr. Norman this morning, I'm planting trees. Have, this is my third stake out. Because every time I stick it out in rain, it shows me where the water is. So I move it from there. And I move again, I move again. Depending on the highest drum of water still is, so now I know that I have to put in drain. Right? And this morning he confirmed that you need drain. So if you speak to the people who have the gift of that seed, it will be easy, man. So I thank you and...